Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. This is 2021, the winds of change. And if this is anything like as I've been personally experiencing, even up till to now, we are in a gale. But I have a panel of four that are marvelous. We have Susie Care Wright on the top there from Nashville, Tennessee. We have Madam Simon from on the other side from Camino Island in Washington, and Catherine Metcalf from East Moline near Chicago in Illinois. And I'm on the volcano just about over here on the big island of Kalua Kona. So maybe it's a little disruption, but we're talking about 2021 this year. And there are quite a few big events. And I wanted to give a little bit of information though about these wonderful people. Susie Kerr writes an astrologer, psychic medium, Reiki master, teacher certified life coach, and does consultations for many years. Has studied at the psych, uh, well, I was going to go on about, um, she's a weekly air astrologer on WSCAFM radio, a guest on Today in Nashville, writes astrology columns, and studied at the Arthur Finlay College of Psychic Sciences in England. And Catherine Metcalf is a professional astrologer, intuitive and tarot card reader, consultations 25 years, does phone and Zoom, writes astrology articles, and teaches astrology, intuition, and tarot at Blackhawk College in Molin, Illinois. You can wave, you guys. Let people know who you are. Featured on NBC, ABC TV in Phoenix, Arizona, and she also publishes articles. Madam Simons in archaeological, not archaeological, archetypal <laughs> astrologer, a tarot reader, and visionary fine artist, studied and practiced divination arts for three decades, and a consultant. She creates custom art-based astrological events, one-of-a-kind hand-stitched herbal dream pillows and dedicates her research and study primarily to Lilith. Now tonight we're going to talk about a lot of issues. Susie, I think you had a thought. Now can you see this chart that I just pulled up, all of you? Yeah. Oh, there it okay. is. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, this is February 14th, 2021. And I think I think with a lot of, you know what? I want to stop myself. We've received so much support from our audience. It's wonderful to know that you're there. And I have mixed feelings. It's like, I'm going to stop sharing in a way. It's, it's like, on the one hand, I feel like uh, that, okay, where am I? Oh, I could just find myself again on this thing. Well, the point is, is I know that there's people out there and it's wonderful. I'm so glad. And it takes this kind of, of distress to be able to to, to find people. It's amazing. But out of it all, people were also saying that uh, about the echo. And, and so it is a matter of working with what we're doing. If we can apply this small factor to the issues that we're, we're all going to be living with, it's, it's going to be most amazing. So can you see me and hear me right now, folks? Yeah. Okay, because I can't see you at all. The echo is going here. 
Okay, there you are. I see you. Okay. And did it go away? Did it go away? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it could have been on my end. I had to go into settings and click cancel echo for whatever reason. I don't know why it was there. So I apologize. I'm grateful also that we have this extended community and may we continue on. We will set another date that will be all fireproof so here i'm going to <laughs> fireproof I Question is, is that possible in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> and, and your honest rules the internet right oh well, yeah in aquarius and yeah oh, and we have three saturn squares this year and this is the first february yeah. 14th mm -hmm. although i did read it would be on the 17th and i just pulled up a noon chart madam simon was trying to help me pull this together at the last minute but um, we can see that Uranus is down here at seven degrees Taurus and Saturn is at six degrees. So they will be moving. It will be a little bit later than this. And look at that Mars. Well, it's, that's the first one. I can pull up another one unless somebody has a thought that how this energy I think it's interesting. I mean, both of those planets, so Saturn, who doesn't like, you know, change, um, and it's squaring Uranus, who is all about change and freedom. So it's rebel energy and unexpected surprises. Um, I think what it's telling us basically is we need to bring um, order to our finances for one, because Saturn represents finances. You know, I think we're going to see some some changes in the stock market and all that stuff next year. Um, but it's asking us to bring structure, which is Saturn, to chaos, which is Uranus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch it play out. That's so true. And uh, Madam Simon, I see that Lilith is 21 degrees. Well, this is the... I don't know if it's a true or mean, and I realize that Black Moon Willis, which is a point in reference to the moon this, that people can find out about, but I don't know if there's a significance there as it's quite conjunct Mars, but it's just staying right there for the whole year in Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, so it will probably be a trigger. Okay, so um, Black Moon Lilith, uh, I, I suspect that one is the mean, um, but uh, but honestly, the, the true Black Moon Lilith is very hard to pin down, just like, you know, the nature of what, what that point represents, okay? Um, and she is doing this whole dancing back and forth, this series of, you know, retrograde and direct and retrograde and direct. Dancing back and forth um, uh, between now and July, it'll be back and forth across uh, Aries and Taurus. Um, and um, as a result, she's going to in particular be triggering Pluto a lot. Um, that was the thing that really leapt out at me. It was this series of first a bunch of squares and then a bunch of trines with Pluto. And Black Moon Lilith relates, if you really want to distill her down, she relates to um, the dynamic between our personal authenticity 
and rejection. Hmm. Rejection by individuals, rejection by society. Um, and when we are playing out Lilith themes in our lives, um, it can be very, very easy to, you know, be hurt by the rejection of others. Okay. When we are being our most true and authentic selves and being vulnerable and people are like, you weirdo, you freak, you, you know, you're not, not one of us. Okay. That's that demonization is what happened to Lilith. Okay. Hmm. And the growth potential there is to find compassion for those who reject you and at the same time still be willing to present your authentic self. Okay. And so when we see Lilith in this dance with Pluto in particular, Pluto is these intense institutional systems, okay? Uh, governments, hospitals, organized crime, all contained under Pluto, okay? And so when we're looking at these giant, you know, we've looked at these giant systemic problems that have been revealed during Pluto's transit of Capricorn and especially during 2020. And now in 2021, our authenticity and our willingness to be true to ourselves despite rejection by that system and even oppression or control by that system mm -hmm. is what is being challenged to come to the forefront. And when Black Moon Lilith, the true Black Moon Lilith is in Aries, of course, there's going to be this, mm, this head butting, okay, with those challenging square aspects. And that's, you know, Black Moon Lilith in Aries is super individualistic and a warrior, <laughs> even more so than she normally is. She's a warrior there, okay. And so, yeah, we're going to probably see some clashes with authority in particular. Yeah. But then when she moves into Taurus, and remember, she's retrograding back and forth, so there's going to be a bit of a dance oh, yeah. there, back and forth between the yeah. two. Okay. It's continual. I noticed that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Pluto brings the intensity to it, and Lilith brings the intensity right back. Okay. She is somebody who is not afraid of Pluto. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so then when she starts to try and Pluto, think about that, that we will have had that conflict and then suddenly move into this space of, oh, but now we can join forces. Think about how that can reshape our institutions and our societies, okay? If we are living from the heart and in some way joining forces with our society as opposed to opposing. It's an integral theme. It's supporting by other comments here about the authenticity, which of course Aranis and Aquarius wants to have our elevated best self and the real deal, we might say. Yes, and when we consider that all these air energies are trying to reconstruct our perspectives, you know, not an easy course. But look at the success. We're actually listening to each other. We're not with echoes. <laughs> We're, here. We're here right at Yay. the Yay. Yay. 
That was so awesome what, what you just said. It's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my show notes and one of the things I wrote is it was about our shadow side. That's, you know, oh, yes. you, you, that's what you're talking about, you know, yes. uh, embracing our shadow. And what we've been seeing outward is the expression of those who can't or are not able to, those, those who can't or won't deal with their shadow side. Mm -hmm. They're expressing it outward. And mm. that's why we're seeing the clashes that we're seeing. It's unexpressed. It, it, it's, you know, it's a projection of their own shadow. And so, so that's, you know, so th there's, there's a whole population who've been embracing that and, and then the ones who've been rejecting it. And, um, and so what I, what I had written here was, I said, you know, it's been uncomfortable because I I'm just going to read it because I just thought it was so funny. You were just so saying that. Uh, it's been uncomfortable because our shadow side is an integral part of who we are, and we've had a chance to intimately cozy up to it. So now we get inventive, expressive, and show who we are this year without feeling threatened by others' shadows. It's a process, and it won't be overnight, but it, it's the direction we want to head in. That's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right on, Susie. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's right. Thank I you. want to mention. Yes. <laughs> I've been talking about this for two years. Are you kidding me? It's like I don't even. I can't believe I had to even read that. <laughs> care right, and we have Catherine Metcalf and Madam Simon and myself here on January second. Oh my gosh, we're just crusading into this world of the new, and we haven't even reached well the eclipses. We'll have to get back together and talk about eclipses because really that stellium in, when I think about it, we have really touched the basis of what the, the motion, the motion, the motion, the motion is and where the tide wants to bring us. Yeah. And so this, we're going to have quite a shot in the arm, you might say in February, you know, the election will be over. You know, we will have a new presidency. However, that manages to uh, reveal our, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and really Something when I, will be different. Yes. And considering that, that it'll give us lots of fodder, you might say, to recompost and reconsider really what's integrally the root of some of our misconceptions that, you know, maybe need to be edited on a basis legally or privately in so many ways, you know, it's going to be, oh, but we do have one another. So in Aquarius, I wonder if we'll have big innovations, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, mm -hmm. then Jupiter, Saturn, and Pallas Athena, the strategist, mm -hmm. the female yeah. sister to Aries. <laughs> Yep, lots of twists and turns. Yeah, mm -hmm. there we go. Get your paddle out. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. just, just dream up. Yeah. You know, really, I think compassion is the name of the game. When I listening to this, because for mutable signs, it's a constant trauma, and I'm saying that tongue in cheek. It's not really, but just like today, there was a lot of stress, but we managed, and it's like okay. But for fixed, and Aquarius is that fixed energy, and it does therefore bring up the grand uh, square um, in the fixed signs. 
And so whether it's Leo, Aquarius, Saturn, not Saturn, um, Scorpio or Taurus, you know, it's not. And we all have this in every area of our chart, some more significantly, more powerful places that we use more or maybe we ignore more, you know. So as you say, that shadow side, we're... To connect with one another, I think that's being increasingly asked for us is to walk through the shadows, you know, shine the light and connect with each other through some kind of distant hands to build, to bring ourselves up. I do think yeah. this year is going to be really pivotal um, with those Saturn square Uranus, because I actually looked at when it happens every 14 years. So I, you know, I love looking at the history and what has happened. So I actually looked back to see, okay, what happened that was huge in 2007? Because I do think that we're going to see some exciting new innovations and that kind of thing. So in 2007, Steve Jobs came out with the iPhone. Was that 2007? 2007. Oh so. Well, you know, this AI stuff, I mean, there's so much coming down the pike. We just got to be careful to just, you know, use it, not let it use us. Right. Use That's, it wisely and yeah. with um, hopefully the highest good for all of humanity, right? Mm -hmm. And then also Nancy Pelosi became the first female speaker of the House in 2007. And Barack Obama actually threw his hat in um, to run for president. So first woman, you know, first black man, new ways of communication. So yeah, I think um, I think we're going to see some exciting, new, innovative things. And I hope we see some um, with energy too this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Resources. Back to you. I was looking at Madam Simon thinking, you know, you're, and it wasn't your sound. I think it was my sound. So just to be accountable here. But yes, I would love that. You, you know, like use the tides, use the sun. Oh, my little utopian brain just loves this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all there. You know, see, that's the thing. It's like, it's all there. It just needs to be made accessible for everybody, you know? And really, those, and this is the beauty of networking, because I go back to the trauma drama that we had here in different parts, the audience experienced part of it if they hung in with us. And then just prior to the show, we had our own little private glitch trying to connect. And so it was choppy waters, you know, it was choppy getting this little rocket ship off the ground. Um, but the point was through collaboration, the solution came. I, I worked on my computer. It was through my settings. So yes, innovation is going to, it's like those ads that say the collective is, is, is unmeasurable. It's, it, it produces it, it. You know what? It's like the sun. The sun, the flares out of the sun, the energy as it leaves is exponentially so much more intense than it was inside the sun. So that's some kind of creative yeah. birth. Yeah. Yes. I think a huge part of this Saturn-Uranus square series, uh, especially coming on the, the heels of 2020, there is a theme there that is not simply this 
you know, trying to change structures and this balance between, um, you know, control and chaos. Okay. But I think it's really important for us to recognize Saturn can bring fear. And after the pressures of 2020, okay, there is a lot of fear that can get stirred up because we've already been so traumatized. And Uranus, with all that sudden shocking change that Uranus is known for bringing, that can feel a bit like a roller coaster ride and scare us. Thankfully, those three squares don't have quite the same pressure as we had that pressure cooker kind of feeling that we were having with Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto all together. Mm -hmm. And there is a key thing, a key strategy, a tool that I want to impart to everybody with regard to that Saturn-Uranus combination, because I recently went through that natally last year, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Fear and excitement are two sides of the same coin. <laughs> and so when you are being challenged by fear, when you are gripped by fear, I want you to consider what is the excitement that you can gain out of the experience? How can you look at it as, oh, this is a brain-tickling challenge instead of a threat against my life, <laughs> okay? Because Taurus, you know, Uranus and Taurus can really stir up our survival concerns. Yes, that's what I was saying in the beginning. Yes. And yes. so when you've got that butting heads with that Saturnine fear, you, oh, you can get really scared. So I want us to, to think about where can we find excitement in place of fear? Where can we rise to the challenge in a way that is innovative? in a way that is forward thinking, in a way that is willing to embrace the change. I will add to this because I'm thinking of polarities and the polarity to Uranus, no, Aquarius, because we have the duality of the rulership. There is this factor of the tradition with Aquarius looking at Saturn, which is a fear, but of Uranus, the polarity is Leo. And often when I have my fear, which happens, we're human, and we're so within the climate that you have to like leap outside and look at it from a totally different angle. But I've been looking at where's the joy, like just to settle down in some kind of a focus. Now, to me, it's not always relaxing. Sometimes that isn't my first step to find my joy. I have to admit, but when I'm finally in my joy, then I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And, but in that joy, it's like another um, addendum, I will say, to look for excitement because excitement can be thrills and it can be a lot of things to people's heads. So I'm just augmenting that. But we do need to, uh, oh, you know what? I thought of something else. And I think I have a moment to spit it out. And that is, is that by being ourself, being truly ourself, truly looking at inside ourselves, anchoring our responses to how we feel, connecting with that body, that Taurus senses of self, that temple inside, we will help us respond rather than react. 
and rather they than will. respond, you know, yeah. To, I mean, it, no, and, and let go. Yeah. <laughs> As you guys are reading my notes, <laughs> yes, that's it. That's the thing. When you know who you are, you know when to move. You know when to move through that fear. It it takes what it takes to process through it. But you're absolutely dead on when you are in the core. When you stay in the moment and, and present in your life, that's when you know. Yeah, and um. And it's funny, you know, again, you said, you know, Madam Simon, you said again, it's like, you know, the fear, Saturn rules, it, I had Saturn rules, limitations, fear, and Saturn and Aquarius can also be kind of antisocial. So there's a book that I, I was, uh, that I got a while, I think I got it at the convention, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, you, you have a few minutes. Go oh, ahead, it's by Eliza Einhorn. It's called The Little Book of Saturn. And it's at Saturn, for Saturn and Aquarius, the important thing that you want to do is set trends, be you, think outside the box, don't follow fashion, don't stay at home, and don't fear your world. All right. Well, we'll put that in the comments. Awesome. Because we can, we're YouTube and we're podcast. Thank you so much. Next week is Planet Buzz. I have Catherine Metcalf, Susie Kara Wright, and Madden Simon. And go to Top Cosmos. We're really thrilled. And we'll return. We'll get another date. And um, it may not be choppy, but at least we'll be on the same uh, tugboat, right? Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank great you. to see you guys. Okay. for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.